0: guys will fixate on guys like Gavin Adrian but the fact is we've got you know 11 really good cricketers there and it wasn't any of the Scotland lads that actually performed last week
1: Welcome to the Cricket Scotland podcast I'm Jake Perry
2: and I'm Rosie Ryan It has been a terrific week across the men's domestic scene, with Grange continuing to set the pace in the Eastern Premier League and Presswick, Clydesdale and Fergusley still unbeaten in the West. We'll be hearing from Fergusley's Riyadh Henry and Grange's Tom Folds after impressive wins for both of their sides.
1: We'll also have all the news from the Round of 16 in the Scottish Cup and from the Women's Premier League, where West of Scotland made a winning start in a last-over nail-biter against Royal High Castorfin. We'll hear from skippers Charlotte dalton Howells and Megan Taylor, as well as match-winning batter Neymar Shake.
2: And congratulations to the Western Warriors under-15s too – who clinched the regional 50-over competition with a win over the Cali Highlanders at Dookett Park. Congratulations to the coach, Tim Hart, and all of the team. You'll be able to read Gary's pathway piece on the Cricket Scotland website today.
1: And talking of regional cricket, we spoke to Scotland star Matthew Cross after his extraordinary innings for the Warriors in their opening day win over the Performance Academy. We talked about Harriets and Scotland as well, of course, but Rosie began by asking him to tell us about that great start to the series.
0: It was uh, obviously a good day for the Warriors and getting the regional series started. I think it was, you know, important given that Cloudy and Barrow were both missing. That you know, I managed to get you know, get a score and get a big score, which was important. But you know, I needed a bit of luck as well. I Had an early chance from the academy and uh, probably wouldn't be sat here talking to you today if that had been taken. So. Yeah got a chance, and then, yeah, managed to just, you know, keep buying cash in, really, and one of the other boys, Riyad, played really well as well. He got 90 or deserved 100. It was a bit unfortunate he didn't get there, but then um, after that, the boys were just fantastic in the field and with the ball and closed it out beautifully.
2: I think you've been uh, quite polite on yourself here because you got, obviously, 203 knots out of 156 balls, and um, like you mentioned there as well, Riyad Henry... Managed to get 93, and then just a really good performance with the ball to back up as well, Matthew.
0: Yeah, I think um, you know we did did the first bit well. Obviously, it had a good good start with Mikey after we lost a really early wicket, and it was you know the wicket is good. It had it offered a little bit for for their bowlers, and then once we got through that, it was it was pretty flat. And it was a you know probably the hottest day of the summer in Scotland, so it was a good day for batting. And then you know once you put a score like that on the board, it, it can be easy just to go through the motions, but the boys particularly with the new and gav and the deal were were very aggressive and then picked up a couple of wickets and then Brandon bowled an excellent spell straight up straight after that, which picked up a couple more. And then the two lads bowling spin just kept trying to hit the stumps and, you know, they hit they did hit a lot of boundaries, but they also because of the pressure, we got we got the wickets and to back that up, that's probably the best fielding display I've seen. So all around it was a good good day for us.
1: It's great to see a fourth team added to the regional series this year as well in the in the performance academy. Um, how important do you think that is for where we need the competition to be, um, both now and and into the future?
0: In hindsight, I, I was a little bit skeptical about it, but you know they've they've got a really they've probably got the biggest squad as it turns out, um, and they've got a lot of young talent and they've got you know a really good coach and Toby who's obviously been at the top with us. He knows what guys need to do to to get to that level, and I think they're gonna. Surprise! Hopefully, the, the the Knights and the Warriors in the next uh, the Knights and the Highlanders, sorry, in the next couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, I think it, it was it was a good game, and you know the intensity they brought to the game was was really encouraging to see as well. Like they brought the fight, and they didn't back down at any any stage, really.
1: Well, next up for the Warriors is the is the Knights on June the twentieth. Uh, after that first game, it's safe to say that everyone will be pretty excited to see how this might turn out.
0: Yeah, I think so. We we talked about after the game that even though it was a good is a good start against against the academy, we're going to have to raise the bar again in the next couple of weeks to, you know, to, to beat the the other two regions and then you know get to the final. So I think we're not under any illusion how good how good they are and they've been very good for the last few years. And I think you know, it was a good start, but it, it's you know something we have to build on.
2: But before then, we will have some more rounds and fixtures uh, in the Eastern Premier as we record this. Heriots are sitting third in the table at the moment, with two wins and one defeat. What are your thoughts on the season so far?
0: Um, well, because of obviously the, the international restrictions, we've only played, played the one game, but the guys are, have been massively up for it. It was probably a tough loss to take against Christoph in from first game of the season, probably played a bit poorly looking at the scores, but um, last week we've been a pretty clinical performance against one of the stronger teams in Carlton. Um, guys, Hayes got runs and then the bowlers were just, you know, exceptional. On a, on a pretty good wicket, so I think you know it's been a, a decentish start, but um, need to need to back it up when we get the opportunities to, to play the teams at the top as well.
1: I mean, there's a huge amount of talent in in that Harriet's team, um, and one really exciting signing uh, recently in in Gavin Maine, who was one of the real standouts for for Scotland in the ODIs against the Netherlands a few weeks ago too. So how's he settling in after that move from Uddingston?
0: Yeah, I think obviously he's he's now based in Edinburgh, and he was you know. Well, I chatted to him a little bit. I know him from under-19s and stuff, played a lot of cricket growing up with Gav, and I think he, he just wanted somewhere he was going to enjoy his cricket and settle in quite quickly, and he's done that perfectly. Obviously, I think the confidence he's gained from the performances in Holland are going to help him massively. I think he's he settled back into into the squad well, and also Harris. So, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of expectation on him, but I think he's, he's thrived off that so far.
1: I mean, the leagues in the, the East and West are looking quite different this year for obvious reasons um, but what effect do you think the lack of having overseas professionals for the clubs is going to make in the in the Premier divisions in particular I mean does it put the the biggest clubs on an even stronger footing because of the depth they have do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean to be honest this is my first season in, in the Scottish Premier in a while so I, I can't really say what it's been like but um, yeah obviously some some clubs do rely on the, on the overseas to bring a bit of bang and ball into their size and obviously you know the teams that, that do that and don't have that this year are gonna find it more difficult, but I think in some ways it's a good thing to see what see what other guys have got. There's a lot of good youngsters around in most of the teams in Edinburgh I've seen so far and I think they're getting more opportunity because there's maybe not overseas here. But yeah, I think obviously hopefully by next year we'll have the overseas back and I think it does it does bring something extra to the competition if you get some good some good players, some good bowlers, some good batters.
2: So with everything that's happened, what would your ideal season for Heriots be at the moment?
0: I think, regardless of what happens with the Scotland players, we're in it to win everything, and I think I think we'd be disappointed if we, you know, don't don't win everything. To be honest, I think there's a good squad there, and guys, have, we've had guys all through the eleven performing. So the last week, the wickets were taken by uh, Joe King, Holm Grey and Ryan Brian. They got nine of the wickets, and the other one was a run out. But guys will fixate on guys like Gavin, Adrian. But the fact is, we've got you know eleven really good cricketers there, and. It wasn't any of the Scotland lads that actually performed last week and we gave Carlton a, a good scene too.
2: And I guess we must ask you about Scotland as well. How have things been going, especially with uh, Craig Wright back as assistant? coach?
0: Yeah, obviously he's worked with quite a large majority of the squad but in, in his previous stint and obviously through the junior stuff so it's, it's been really easy having Wright back in. It, you know, It's good to have someone who's got all that experience of playing and coaching in Scotland uh, and the passion he brings with that which you know everyone knows about and i think um for the bowlers, it's it's been good to have someone they've probably worked with before and it, it just sort of uh refines everything for them and i think you know we're in a we're in a really good place as a squad now we just kind of need to get get the, get the volume of games up again now
1: yeah i mean you've you've known craig from your your age group days and also from the very start of your full international career as well yeah. and when he was in charge of the side with paul collingwood at the 2014 world cup qualifier that was that was your and in many ways scotland's breakthrough tour you're also very much part of that subsequent journey with with grant bradburn and that resetting of the of the mindset that that he continued that had perhaps started in in 2014 uh it's been obviously a really tough couple of years in one way and another but how are things evolving further under under shane and his approach from your perspective having been there from the start almost
0: yeah, I think I think I think we're in a good place. I think um, we maybe didn't have the best year in in 2019, but I think what we took away from that is, you know, we learned more from that than necessarily, you know, having a good year. I think, and I I think with training, we've we've moved things forward. We've got that competitive edge in our training. We had pre the first uh, sort of lockdown, we were in a really really good space, Boy, the best have seen us as a squad training wise and fitness wise. And it was a bit of a shame that we never really got to to bring it at that point. And I think. Everyone's recognized that since and we're kind of pushing pushing hard with the fitness stuff. You know, we've got uh well, I was gonna say a new SSC but he's been around a, a bit now, but he he pushes us pretty hard and you know, I think we're we're getting close to back to where we wanna be in terms of the mindset and the game plans and the level of performance we need, but we just we just don't have the games unfortunately. So it's all good and well doing it in training and stuff like that, but ultimately we have to, to perform on the field and hopefully you know, the back end of this summer and moving into the winter, we're going to get that opportunity.
1: Matt Cross. And so, on to our league roundup, where, as usual, we're joined by Gary Heatley. Welcome, Gary.
3: Guys,
2: good to be back. Hi, Gary. We've got some great games to talk about today starting with the women's premier league where you saw an absolute cracker jake
1: i did it was an extraordinary game uh, that went right to the wire at new william field between royal hiker and west of scotland who were playing their first game of the competition after a combination of covid restrictions and the most ironic of rest weekends but it was certainly worth the wait as the west pulled off a terrific win against a really strong rhc side It was a bit of a strange start to the RHC innings, which moved along in a combination of dot balls and boundaries, really. But Kitty Levinson and Ikra Farouk didn't look in any real trouble as they put on 58 in the first 10. Abtaham Maksoud came on for the 11th and caused problems straight away with a shout for LBW first ball, then a drop, then a ball that went through everything to go for four byes. But it was Charlotte Dalton Howes at the other end who made the breakthrough with a court and bowl to dismiss Kitty for 36. And then two overs later, Elsa Lister, who had looked really dangerous again, was well caught by Fatima Gade for a 10 ball 13. Megan Taylor was trapped in front for 4 to make it 102 for 3, but Abby Hogg and then Nell Tyndale stayed with Icra as she completed a half-century, then pushed the total on to 162 for 4 at the end. Good total, but I remember thinking at the time how a few singles had maybe been left out there, particularly at the start of the innings, and how that might come back to haunt them at the end. But I was so impressed by the way West of Scotland then went about that chase. Ellen Watson and Neymar Shake were both aggressive from the off as 24 came from the first three overs. RHC got a breakthrough in the fourth, a short ball from Caitlin Ormiston, and I could see Ellen's eyes light up from the boundary, but she picked out the wrong fielder to hit it towards in Elsa Lister, who took a really good catch. But Abduhar Maksud then joined Neymar and the two of them kept the rate above six, Neymar timing it beautifully and Abdahar really punishing anything at all that was short or wide. They put on 75 before Abtahar was bowled for 42, but Naha Matama picked up where she left off, taking 17 off the 24th over to take the target to below 20. RHC sensed the heist was on when Naha and then Charlotte Dalton-House were bowled, but Neymar held her nerve brilliantly to see it out for a four-wicket win in the end. I sound breathless because it was. So after the game, I caught up with the two captains as well as with a thrilled Neymar shake. Or Charlotte. Wow, wonderful way to start your season.
4: We're just really pleased to get the win today. It was a hard-fought and a close game, um, and probably a little bit closer than it it should have been at the end there, if we're we're being quite honest. But, um, you know, to take it down to the last over has meant we've got essentially the full 30 overs in in both innings. Um, So it's just been a great day out. We've had lots lots of time executing our skills. So yeah, just really pleased with the performance.
1: I mean, the batters will rightly grab the headlines, but the way your bowlers stuck to their task on a pitch that didn't really offer them very much must have really pleased you as well.
4: Yeah, look, it was a good deck to bat on um, as as the scores will show, uh, but tricky, trickier for the bowlers. Um, and I think lengths are really important here. So yeah, like we, we, changed, we changed the bowling pairs and partnerships around quite a bit. We told the team that um, just to be ready and to come on and just execute their skills when they're needed. And particularly towards the back end of our bowling innings, yeah. RHC were on for 200 at one point. So I think we did really well to just stick in um, and restrict them to what was a, un- unfortunately for them, a losing score, but um, we're really pleased.
1: Really, really good chase though, as, as we say, and anchored by a really mature performance by Naaman Shake.
4: Incredible. I think that's her, it must be her maiden 50 for the rest of Scotland. Um, and she was just so clear and calm. Uh, And we were all sitting, you know, senior experienced players at the sideline, just like, wow, I wish we could bat like Neymar. So uh, yeah, great job today. Anchored the innings uh, and she was unfortunate just to get out at the end there, but um, we wouldn't have been in that winning position without her. So she's really stood up and and put performance in
1: today. Well, Neymar, the first time I remember seeing you play, 2018, pitch just down there, Scottish Cup final, and here you are match-winning innings uh, today so for of Scotland, you must be really pleased.
4: I'm so pleased, the encouragement all the seniors have gave me and then the, I was so enthusiastic to play this and my parents were, they're always there to motivate me, I was just so excited, I'm glad that um, I helped my team win, I contributed something towards the team's win.
1: And Unfortunate to get out just just at the end there, but I noticed straight on the phone to, to mum afterwards.
4: Oh, yeah, definitely. Mum was so buzzing. She was like, well done, and um, I was so happy, literally. I can't explain the happiness. It's just so good. And then the motivation from my brother, literally. He was so happy, so it's just great.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's great to see. And on to Grange Loan next week. Carlton, oh, big yes, game.
4: Yes, definitely, I'm so excited, looking forward to it. Good, tough game. And yeah,
5: thank you.
1: Megan commiserations not to be today
5: yeah it's it's disappointing but um you know congratulations to Wes and our girls at RHC, they put in an excellent effort I can't fault them it was just one of those close games that just got away from us in the last moments so yeah
1: yeah classic last over finish but a really really good performance with the bat to to set it up that looked like it put you on your way
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to, to Ikra Farouk and to Kitty Levinson. They did fantastic with the bat and we had our other batters who who all chipped in. Um, so we had a really good total. We were, we were really confident with it. But again, credit to Wes.
1: So week off next week and then yes. massive game at Barton after that. Still very much in this uh, in this tournament.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're looking forward to it. Um, it's always good to play at home um, at, at Fortress Barton. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll enjoy our week off. It's, it's well-deserved. The girls have done really, really well this season. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. And we've got an extra week to prep, so you, you can't complain with that. So, yeah. Thanks so much. No worries at all.
1: It was a brilliant game of cricket and a great advert for the WPL. And with both these sides due to play leaders Carlton in their next fixtures, there is everything still to play for. And, Rosie, your own game, you were up against the league leaders yourself this week.
2: Yes, it was good fun. So D managed to score eighty four in the first innings of uh, twenty seven point three overs, and uh, Carlton managed to take the win in just under seventeen overs uh, with a with a total of eighty five. Um, we had we had just to start with. Neeve Muir uh, managed to score a a total of of twenty three. Lorna Jackal, the opening, was out quite fast after getting. Um, Caught uh, off of Hannah Rainey's bowling, caught by Abby Aiken Drummond, which was just a fantastic catch. Sue Strachan came out and managed to hit 17 runs, uh, which was fantastic. And I managed to get a solid nine and feeling the pain today a little bit. But, like, they had some fantastic bowlers. Macy Massiera managed to get a total of five wickets, uh, which was fantastic bowling from her. I think it was her first five for and managed to say goodbye to me as well within her within her bowling spell. Um, and then also goodbye to me when I was leaving the ground. I think she was trying to make a point. Um, so she did fantastic. It's great to see her from the Eastern Knights coming through and, and getting five wickets from her. So just fantastic in the second innings, opening up was Avi Aitken-Drummond who managed to score a solid 25 runs before being caught by Nicola Brown and Annette Aitken-Drummond scored a solid 29 not out so just fantastic from her as well and they managed to beat us pretty fast within within 17 overs I took a wicket, Lorna Jack took a wicket and Muir took a wicket so yeah, tough, tough game for Dumfries and Galloway but fun all round anyway and again, just a big performance from Stu Mill this week, who <laughs> managed to score 285 for one within their 30 overs. George Watsons managed to score 82 for 10, with Emily Tucker managing to score 18 for the highest total for George Watsons. But it wasn't good enough for Stu Mill with their high total. And the standouts really were Catherine Holland with 82 not out. Emma Walsingham managed to score 106 which was just fantastic to see that, um, absolutely on fire. And Molly Payton just missing out on her half-century with 46. But just fantastic from from Stu Mel this week and great to see some of those batters for the Easter Knights coming out and just really showing off um, their skills and and really showing the level within the Women's Premier League this year.
1: Yeah, an awesome performance from Stu Mel this week. Uh, Massive total with the bat there bouncing back after their defeat to Watsonian's Grange last time out. Uh, And then there were some massive games coming up in the next two weeks, Carlton against West of Scotland next week, and then RHC against Carlton the week after, as well as all of West of Scotland's missed games, which I know the intention is to rearrange. So there are plenty of twists and turns to come before the league is decided, that's for sure. So let's move on to the Eastern Premier, where Grange is marching on, Gary.
3: Yes, that's right, Jake. The Edinburgh men made it four wins from four in the league on Saturday with a comfortable home win over stoneywood dice at Port Gower Place. Batting first, Genius Grange made a mammoth 346 for eight from their 50 overs. Tom Souls 130 not out, leading the way, being backed up by 65 from the ever-impressive teenager Tom McIntosh, 43 from Harris Carnegie, and 38 and 27 respectively from youngsters Ben Davidson and Jack Jarris. In Stoneywood's reply... Their old boy Gordon Gowdy took three early wickets to leave the visitors from Aberdeen struggling on 24 for three and they never recovered. Gowdy finished with the excellent figures of five for 27 in a 247-run win. And Carlton ran out to fourth on the table and they were always on top in a 211-run win over R.H. Christorfen. Shuja Khan hit a superb 145 for Carlton and skipper for the day Tom Simpson 103 as they put together a club record 226-run partnership for the club's first 11. Ali Shah also made 33 further down the order, as the Grange Lone men posted a daunting looking 325 for six up first. That was always going to be hard for RHC to get to, and so it proved. Elliot Rouson and battling for fifty not out from the men from Barton, but they were all out for 114. Watersonians are now up to fifth in the table, after they put in a good all-round performance to win at Victory Park against Meagle, as 135 all-out played 137 for two. With the ball for What's Reigns, Tom Pratt took 3 for 47. The skipper Pete Maksimczyk took 2 for 4. As Alan Neve was the top scorer for Eagle with 37. Mike Carson then led the victory charge for What's Rains with 42. Before Ben Jones with 37 not out and Ollie Harris with 44 not out. So What's Rains home by 8 wickets. And our brother up to 6th in the table after a battling win at the bottom side Stuart's Melville. Greg Bissett made 46 for Stu Mel batting first. But Craig Ramsey's five wickets and three from Christopher Robb saw the Inverly's men out for 148. Schumel had introduced our growth to 89 for six in reply. Ross McLean stood firm with 50 not out to see the visitors from Lachlan's home by three wickets. So it was a a cracking Saturday in the league.
2: And it was another good week of action in the Western Premier League, Jake.
1: It was, yes, uh, headlined by a quite remarkable game at Prestwick who condemned champions Uddingston to their second defeat of the season. Addington slipped from 38 for 1 to 54 all out to lose by 101 runs with first change Azim Akbar taking 5 for 14 and Majid Haq 4 for 8 a pretty incredible performance all round. Uddington play Langside next week, who fell to a nine wicket defeat at home to Stirling County, while Prestwick play another unbeaten side in Clydesdale, who had Aaron Krishna and Bahada Ezekiel to thank for getting them over the line against Dumfries at Titwood. That is going to be quite a game, I'm sure. When we spoke for the written preview last week, Prestwick captain Fraser Macdonald told me that there wouldn't be many sides relishing the prospect of soaking up 20 overs of spin from Sachin Chaudhari and Majid Haq. And although Chaudhari finished with a mere 1 for 10 on Saturday, it's going to be fascinating to see how that one plays out. So while Prestwick was putting down a real marker for the season, I was in Paisley, watching another side continue their winning start to the season in Fergusley, who beat Greenock by six wickets. After their batters shone against West of Scotland last week, this was a performance built on their bowling attack, with Adil Gaffer and Taimur Ahmed particularly impressive, as Greenock was bowled out for just 79 at Meikle Riggs. It looked a great pitch, with pace and bounce there to be extracted, and Gaffer made the most of it from the start, Shailesh Prabhu falling to a really good shoulder-high catch at second slip from Tymor. Riyad Henry removed Neil Flack, who had looked dangerous again to make it 31 for 3, which quickly became 33 for 4 and in due course 42 for 6. The 8th wicket pair chanced their arm a bit, but Taimur and then Hamid Mahmoud wrapped up the innings between them, Mahmoud claiming the last wicket by way of the 5th LBW of the innings. So 4 for 28 for Gaffer after his century last week, 3 for 16 for Timor and 2 for 4 for Mahmood. Pretty clinical stuff, even with a couple of drop catches in there as the innings neared its end. So for Greenick, Neil Flack was to standout again after carrying his bat against Langside last week. But with 22 extras, their second highest score, they were always going to be struggling to defend. And so it proved. Fergusley lost four wickets as they chased it down. The first to a great overhead catch from Gregor Chambers and the third to another fine grab from Flack. But a couple of big shots from Omar Hussein sealed the result without any particular alarm. So Fergusley marches on. And afterwards, I caught a word with skipper Riyad Henry. Yeah, congratulations. Two weeks, two wins. Uh, you must be really happy the way your guys have hit the ground running.
6: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's it's been a really long wait. So just to get cricket was a bonus. And then to start with two wins, two convincing wins as well, I think is, is very, very important in this league. So very, very chuffed at the moment.
1: Not as straightforward as it might have been at some points today, but uh, built on some really strong individual performances led with your bowlers. First and foremost.
6: Yeah, definitely. I mean, bowlers bowled well last week as well. Um, And at the moment, we're just building each week on each week. Um, And it's tough because we and I said to them actually today, we've got quite a few bowlers in the team and some guys aren't getting a bowl at the moment, but it's not always going to be the case. So uh, take the opportunities when they come, and when it's your turn, make sure you make it make it count.
1: Well, just a great day today, and after so long without any sort of competitive cricket, I mean, what's pleased you most about the way that everything's restarted, from your point of view? Um, probably just the commitment levels uh, and the passion. I mean, we
6: had uh, 34 people at training uh, last week, uh, 34 people available for this weekend, um, and I don't think we've ever had that. And at least in my four or five years at the club, and I think that is, is really, really exciting because people want to be outside. They want to be doing something. They want to be part of a team, part of this club. And I think that's that's really, really important and, and good to see at the
1: moment. Well, congratulations again. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Fergusley are at home to Stirling County next week while Greenock are away to Pollock who are still looking for their first win after going down by 114 runs to west of Scotland. The latter welcomed Dumfries who took Clydesdale so close thanks to Chris Brockwell's 6 for 31 and with at least one of the three sides sitting at the top of the table about to lose their 100% record next week it'll be really interesting to see what happens next. So, hotting up two is the Scottish Cup, which continued on Sunday with the round of 16. We mentioned Grange before, for whom Gordon Gowdy has been one of the club's star performers for many years. But on Sunday, he did something extraordinary, even by those high standards, Gary.
3: Yes, Jake, as you mentioned, we've known for a long time just how good Gowdy is. Usually with the ball, we hear about his, uh, his talents. But on Sunday in the cup game against Anderson East Kilbride at at House, he hit six sixes in the final over of the Grange innings, which is... a uh, not seen very often. And uh, yeah, it was just a, an amazing effort for him. When you think about it, he only came in at six in their order and the score was already 142 for four. And he smashed 169 not out of just 77 balls. The pushed his side up to 376 for four. So yeah, it was a, an amazing afternoon for him and it left Iskra by a real mountain to climb. And despite 60 from Monique Iqbal, East Bay lost that game by 271 runs in the end. So after the match, I spoke with Grange captain Tom Folds about his side winning that match and also they're winning the league on Saturday against Tony Dice.
0: Really pleased, actually. Um, I think in the last few weeks, a lot of the younger guys have really stepped up and uh, and put match winning performances in, uh, which is great. I think this weekend was almost like a, a response from the uh, slightly older guys as with, to called Tom Saw, one of the <laughs> older guys. But uh, yeah, uh, from him and. and uh, Gordon Gaudi This weekend was just a kind of uh, we're still here. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but
4: yeah, um, I mean, the whole sort of team and squad has been been brilliant. Um, I think you've got a couple of headline points for this from from Gals and and solely there. Um, but I think everyone's chipping in as well. Um, Tom McIntosh like you mentioned, was uh, exceptional both days um you, you wouldn't kind of notice him and suddenly he's, he's on
0: 30. um but just so sort of consistent uh, i think he got 60 both days um and really kind of held both innings together really. Mm. um and harris knicky again um
3: seems like i'm mentioning him every week at the moment um yeah again contributing at the top of the order so yeah, it's it's great to see and it's it's young guys being being consistent, which is uh, which is brilliant. Yeah, absolutely, and and just for those young guys to have someone like Gordon playing the way that he is, I guess, it must be yeah, just a great guy for them to have around. To, you know. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, I think the way he went about things yesterday, obviously,
5: you look at the scorebook and uh, I think it was something like fourteen sixes
0: and eleven fours, but. Um, actually for the first kind of 10, 20, 30 balls, he gave himself a chance. So it kind of really shows the younger guys um, how to go about things, really. mm. especially the a, a kind of ground and a, a, a pitch that um, we're not used to. We
5: haven't, we haven't really played mm-hmm. um, very much in the West, so it's kind of uh, a bit foreign to us. And, and uh, yeah, I thought, thought he... I'm sure I'd have to kind of adapt to um, to a, a, a new situation, which is, which is
3: good and and just generally, as you mentioned, it's a you know you've really got a, a squad in depth now which must every week kind of give you positive headaches, I guess.
0: yeah, yeah I'm kind of uh,
3: just in there midweek every week trying to work out how I uh, squeeze everyone in. I <laughs> um, suppose the beauty of, of this summer, in a way, people haven't been on holidays and that kind of thing for, mm-hmm.
5: for a year or so. <laughs> um, a few people are away every week, so that kind of helps me a little bit. But, um, yeah, if there is a week where everyone's around, I think I'll uh, <laughs> um, have a few difficult decisions
3: to make, for sure. Tom Folds there. Elsewhere in the Cup of Sunday, six other clubs, Harriets, McCray FS, West of Scotland, Langside, Clydesdale, Trumpelier, and Watsonians all progressed to the quarterfinals. They off, Carlton, Arbroath, Ayer, Stonywood Dice, Aberdeenshire, and Uddingston respectively. And here's just some of the highlights. Peter Ross hit 85 not out for Harriotts. David McNulty took four wickets and James Fena scored 61 for West. Four bowlers all took wickets for Langside, led by three for eight by Muhammad Ali. Craig Young made 122 not out and Daniel Cairns took five wickets for Clydesdale. Nathan Allison scored 50 for Drompeller at Manifield. And Andrew Chammers and Zach Place made 66 and 62 respectively for Watsonians to see their thri- sides through to the last eight, with the last place to be decided when Meagle to take on for for sure.
2: So, another great week of action. So, looking ahead, what are you looking forward to next week, Gary?
3: Yeah, well, on Saturday in the Eastern Premier Division, they are both versus Carlton match. Looks like being a bit of a cracker. Both sides have won, won two and lost two so far this season. When they get it right, they look pretty pretty dangerous. and They'll be looking to put pressure on the sides at the top, such as Grange. And then on Sunday, when the regional action returns, the Western Warriors taking on the Eastern Knights at Tipwood should be an absolute cracker given that both sides won their first matches a couple of weeks ago. And in those ones, they were scoring runs for fun with, as we remember, Jamie Crawley scoring over 200 for the Knights and Matthew Crossley who we heard from earlier, scoring over 200 for, for the Warriors. So it's uh, going to be an interesting one to see how that one pans out and uh, yeah, be interesting to see how the bowlers cope with with those
1: batting lineups. Yeah, looking forward to that too. That's a mouth watering prospect. And uh, for me, in the in in the Western Premier, press with Cly- Clydesdale as we mentioned is going to be fascinating. One of those sides is going to lose their hundred percent record, and then that game at Grange Loan between Carlton and West of Scotland in the WPL. Uh, I'll be really interested to see how the West's batting fares against that excellent Carlton attack. And Rosie, you have your first away game of the season.
2: Yep, so Dumfries and Galloway are way to Inverleith um, to play Stu Mel. So I'm excited that we're we're getting off and and um I guess going going for an away game now. And yeah, excited to to face Stu Mel as well and see and see how they go. And um, I'm just excited to see them play actually as well because I've not managed to get um, to see them yet. So because I've been playing, so Um, it'll be great to see Dave Gibson and his team and and see uh, the players that are really sticking out at the moment um, within that Women's Premier League. So looking forward to that and hopefully I'll have some positive news um, just from a completely personal point of view um, to let you and Gary know about
1: Jake. There'll definitely be plenty we'll have to talk about, I'm sure. But that's it from us for this week. Thank you again, Gary. Thanks for having me. And Rosie, see you next week.
2: See you next week
1: jake thank you and thanks again to you for listening so until next time from the three of us goodbye